I think you you always don't question that like why are we doing it? What is the data? Why is this the right time to do it? Kind of things, right? So as you go through this, you'll actually know if it's the real problem you're trying to solve or not. And one big thing about a PID is making sure you have a consensus from your leadership. Who are the approvers for each of these individual teams? Making sure to add them and making sure to get their approval once the PID goes through. It's it's a living document which you so keep socializing with the engineering counterparts and other other people or the other stakeholders, and you know you uh, keep getting by. The more time you spend on this section, the more time you'll be saving for yourself and your team. in understanding this problem and making sure this gets prioritized hello everybody uh, welcome to our podcast everything product so we talk about product management concepts and latest technology here i am sit saladi hi everyone this is funny oyuru hey uh, so we are back again um, uh, recording uh, together so Uh, in the last 10 um, episodes we were uh, interviewing product leaders so if you haven't checked those videos out please check from the uh, link above so um yeah uh, we have a very interesting topic today so which are product requirement documents right so these product requirement documents are the bread and butter of a product manager and product managers spend a lot of time you know writing product requirement documents so we look we look into why a product requirement document is important what are some details that go into this and you know how would you basically also uh, socialize this and get some buy in on the product uh, you're going to build or the initiative you're going to you're going to build so let's start with a simple question here hey funny uh, why do you think product requirements document is important chosidu so like you said right product requirements document is the one source of truth which the entire team uses to see what is the problem that we are solving why are we solving for it what exactly is the customer need what do we need to build in order to solve that problem and finally once we launch how do we measure the success of what we built so in order for the entire team to be on the same page in order for us to make sure all the stakeholders are on the same page and in order to bring your engineering and design teams to clearly understand the problem product requirements document is the biggest source of truth so that's the reason i would say it's needed for every product team essentially you're saying that there'll be a lot of eyes on this so be careful while writing it <laughs> right yeah and, and yep. i think you 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 summed it up uh, real good right so it is a single source of truth and it covers the why what of things and you know when are you going to actually deliver stuff so um, should we quickly walk through a template funny and see you know how does that look like and go into each of these sections yeah 100% uh Awesome. Let's start with this template that I have here, right? This is one of the templates that I continually use in order to deliver my initiatives. So, let me briefly walk through all the sections that we have here and uh, what do I typically do to fill in each of these sections. So, let's let me start with the overall, right? What is the overall product title? Um what is the gist or a simple TLDR of what is the pro- uh, what is this initiative trying to do? give basic details about uh, what is the organization what is the team who are the basic stakeholders who are driving each of this uh, initiatives or the features within that and if additional teams are applicable adding those and one big thing about a pid is making sure you have a consensus from your leadership who are the approvers for each of these individual teams making sure to add them and making sure to get their approval once the pid goes through uh, before we go into each of these individual sections right 
the top level sections that we typically look at is one is the overall problem. The second one is what is the solution that we are doing in order to solve the problem. And then finally, what is the launch? Like basically your GTM plan to clearly tell how you are launching it, tracking it and seeing how the initiator is performing. The last section is basically just for the documentation, which is to keep all the resources and what at one place so that everyone can come here to clearly understand all the other artifacts that are involved with the project. So let's start with the overall problem section, right? So I'll, I can quickly give a brief about why this is needed and what do I do? And then we can go back and forth on that. So the first one is the problem statement, right? As product managers, one of the biggest things that we do is clearly understanding what is the customer problem and identifying the corresponding solutions for it. Given that we talk to customers on a daily basis, right? It might be very clear for us to explain what the problem is, but take it engineering team or design teams or any other stakeholders, they might not be talking to a customer on a daily basis. So our biggest responsibility is to make sure everyone clearly understands what is the problem that we are tackling. So this section plays a very key role in that. So the first one that we'll be dealing with is what is the problem and why does it matter? So in this section, what I typically do is I talk about all the customer pain points. Let's say your operations team is the user of this initiative. You clearly explain that, hey, in order for my operations team to perform a certain thing, currently it is taking 10 different clicks for them. It's taking this much amount of time so that uh, so when they are trying to onboard a customer, it's taking a lot of time and issues for them. And then what data does it support? This is also very critical because this might be coming as one feedback from one operations team. So if you end up building a huge feature for it, it might benefit only one, two people. So do we even want to prioritize that? Rather, do you want to prioritize something else? So in order to clearly explain why this is such a big problem, gathering some qualitative or quantitative data and clearly telling that, hey, I heard this from 10 different stakeholders. I've also seen some data on how the product is being used and I can clearly tell that this is a big problem. And finally, why is now the right time to solve this problem? You can have um, 10 other problems that you're currently solving in this quarter, but is it actually aligning with the overall vision for the product, vision for the company? And is it aligning with the overall business objectives that we planned for this quarter or not? So this is the section that they typically use to add all of these values. And by the time this section is completed, everyone who reads through the document should clearly understand the problem and they should be fired up to say, hey, I want to solve this problem now so that my customers, my ops teams, my customer success teams can be benefited by it. What do you think? Awesome. Yeah, I, you know, uh, I I'll always say that, right? Like product is like the master of problems. So you are the person who knows problems better than anybody in the room or in the, in the team, right? So I think this is a space where you have to spend a lot of time and also nail it down so that everybody understand what they're solving for, right? If they don't understand what they're solving for, you know, you're you're getting it wrong from the get-go itself. So I think that's that's when you uh, specifically mentioning what the details of what the problem is, you know, uh, clearly helps people understand what we are trying to solve here. And also I feel that, right, uh, sometimes when you are always in the weeds trying to talking to customers and 
uh, understand uh, what the problems are uh, you know some of the problems might be very obvious to you but it might not be obvious to the team or somebody who is you know looking at a different view of what the problem is right so i think it's very important to talk about what the problem is why is it important and where did you get the data so that people understand the rational between prioritizing this uh, problem problem space i'd say so i think yeah um, a couple of things which i normally try to follow while uh, defining a problem here is right um, uh, you know uh, i i i previously uh, used to make a mistake of uh, explaining the problem at a very high level but you know uh, looking at how people understand and react to it you know have modified the way which i write uh, the problems uh, in a prd uh, you know you have to make it as simple as 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 it is right you know you have to make it so simple that a fiat can understand and anybody just going through that understands it and then goes through the flow that that's that's a couple of tips i would say people should could follow yep that that i totally agree with that right if you don't actually clearly write the problem and explain why we are trying to solve that right now you're going to have multiple meetings with individual stakeholders explaining why do you have to solve for it and if by any chance you're unable to get one of these things prioritized then you will have to talk to individual people and explain clearly what's in your mind and then go do additional research and put it the more time you spend on this section the more time you'll be saving for yourself and your team in understanding this problem and making sure this gets prioritized and also sometimes right like when you are actually going through writing the problem right you'll find out maybe this might not be the right problem which i want to solve right there are other <laughs> problems which i'm talking you realize that right because i think you you always don't question that like why are we doing it what is the data why is this the right time to do it kind of things right so as you go through this you'll actually know if it's the real problem you're trying to solve or not that is true awesome let's jump into the solution yeah cool um there are a few sections in this one as well so the very first one that i typically begin with is what is the long term vision for the product many times what happens is you know the smaller problem that you're trying to solve but is it actually worth spending just 2 to 3 weeks on it but is it a problem that might span for few quarters or more than um, a year or so if that is the case then it's it's good to clearly define the vision for the product because that will make sure people understand that hey this is not a small thing that i'm trying to build this is a huge thing that's going to help my customers for multiple years another thing to keep in mind here is as engineers or our design teams etc they always want to work on initiatives that are large scale initiatives helping the company as a whole so if you can fire up this section and explain clearly that hey this is a huge problem that we are trying to solve for our customers our teams will be very motivated to motivated and interested to solve for it uh, another big thing is even though you are defining the long term vision for the product another thing to keep in mind is who are you solving for if you can't clearly explain who is being benefited by this initiative then you're going to build something else which is not going to solve the problem for one specific customer it might be generic nobody might end up using it so clearly explaining okay within my operations team the onboarding team is the one that is getting benefited or once the onboarding is done then 
probably it's the activation team that's getting benefited by this individual feature so that you clearly know who you are solving for and then uh, final couple of sections that we typically fill in this is what is the proposed solution so now that you know the problem you clearly explain hey these are all the things that i want to build in this uh, as part of this pid this might span across a few uh, few different features so you might probably add, end up adding a table or column or something like that explaining all of those details and then you add few milestones to tell that hey by this time frame i'm gonna achieve this first milestone of letting them create something and then letting the customers edit probably that's the second milestone and finally the third one is activation etc and then when you're typically writing through all of this i'm sure there are a lot of open questions issues and decisions um, that'll uh, that'll come up uh, not just for writing it right let's say you're reviewing this with your stakeholders you might come up with few questions this is the section where you track all of those things so that you clearly know that hey these are still open items and i can't start working on this until some of these are addressed so what do you think yeah so as as we were uh, saying right in the previous section which is the problem space where the product is the master of problem right uh, you know when we get into the solution space right engineering is the master of solution right so you know um, I, i when when i think about this specific section right so you are basically um, defining a problem and then going into the solutioning sessions with a lot of different engineers who are trying to solve the problem there could be multiple different solutions the way we you you can solve the problem right so uh, and 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 it's also uh, important that you identify what is the solution you're picking and what why are you picking the solution you're picking for so let, let's maybe take an example right so imagine there is a old lady sitting um, um in 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 house and you know it, it's a problem for her to open the door always so so we we have to figure out a solution for that there are multiple different ways to sol- uh, you know uh, solve the solution right either maybe you can give her a phone with an app which unlocks the door automatically or maybe you can give her a hardware remote which when he he or she you know clicks on that would open the door and you know th- there could be also a device which is voice call. you know enabled which can open the door right but we want to pick the solution which is most ideal for that customer and also ties back to the company goals revenue goals etc and so on and so forth so there are a lot of variables into it that's why when you have when you are in this solution uh, solutioning sessions with so many people around people might think one uh, solution is what you're talking about and you know the you know it's it's always uh, very difficult to come on the same page for uh, with so many people so i think this acts as a single source of truth for understanding what the solution might be right so and once you go through the solution and you know finalize the solution it's very important to get the buy in of an engineering manager or anybody who is an engineering counterpart to agree upon what you're trying uh, to solve uh, here right and and so on and so forth I love that example Sidhu. So let's deep dive a little bit in, more into that, right? So there is an old lady sitting in her chair and it's difficult for her to go to the door all the time and open the door. So now when you're thinking about milestones, right? Let's begin with that. So you let's say your company is something that builds a hardware for the doors and let's say you install everything for it. Your very first and very simple milestone could be a remote that you can give to her so that she can click on it and the door just latches open and your second milestone could be building a mobile app and that mobile app basically connects to your hardware and then lets you open let's say the third milestone could be even more easier where 
you're having some kind of a voice assistant where she can talk to it and then let it make sure there is uh, a link to the door opening and closing of the systems. And then finally, there could be a way where you might have like hardware cameras attached to it so that it can clearly understand who is coming, who's going. And based on that, probably it can automate the opening of the doors and stuff. So these could be the clear milestones that you can lay out so that folks understand that, hey, we are starting with very simple solution. Then once we track how good the solution is performing, then we'll continually improve that so that our customers feel happy about the solution. And this is the best place to explain all of that so that they can clearly understand. Yeah, and, and I want to bring up another point, right? So once you're done creating this, it's, 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 it's never done, right? So you might have a milestone and you might define what the solution is and then maybe come up with some success metrics. But at some point, you might have to pivot to a different solution or pivot to a different variation of what you have created. So that's why it's it's a living document which you so keep socializing with the engineering counterparts and other, other people or the other stakeholders. And, you know, you uh, keep getting buy-in. Yep. Cool. Let's jump to the next one. So the last yeah. and most important section is basically the launch. So you have done two things so far. One is you clearly define the problem statement and what is the impact to the customers. After that, you clearly defined your solutions telling that, hey, these are all the milestones that we are going to achieve by building these features. So now you need to clearly understand what are the timelines involved for it. So let's say the first milestone you set up is for this quarter. Then you can probably have a Jira roadmap telling that, hey, we are going to build these hardware devices. We are going to build these remotes, door locks, etc. And then you can create an individual uh, timeline for each of that and see how each of them are performing. Then where and how will this product be launched? Because you can launch for the entire United States at the same time. You can launch for one specific state, one specific city, one specific county, etc. So if you're trying to experiment a certain thing, it's good to clearly define where you're trying to launch this, who is the targeted customer that will be launched for, etc. So that folks can understand because it's not just you who's building it. Your uh, marketing team might need to create some materials to explain what we are trying to do. Your customer success might have to explain to their customers telling that, hey, this is new product that we are launching. So this is how we can use it. There might be launch materials that you need to create. You might have to post several messages online. So all of it will be targeted based on what you explain here. Once that is done, let's say you launch the product. What are all the metrics that you're targeting? Let's say you have certain KPIs that you're tracking to improve for this quarter. So you're going to link these features to those KPIs so that folks can clearly understand that, hey, by launching this feature, Funny is targeting to improve this KPI from this percentage to this percentage. So that clearly correlates to the overall goals. And then finally, uh, what does the success mean for each of these KPIs? Let's say you launched it, you were anticipating, let's say 5% and let's say you got only 2%. Is it a success? If it is 2%, what do you plan to do with that? So all of those things should be defined here so that folks can clearly understand that, okay, it's 2%. Funny already planned for the 2%. Now he told we are going to tweak this by doing additional things and stuff. So that's how you put your entire launch plan so that folks can clearly understand how you launch it. So what do you think? Yeah. 
and and you know when you, when this section comes up right you know what comes to my mind is um, whenever i go back to engineering asking for the timelines for solutions and all that like no we don't want to give set timelines but i think it is good to have some kind of a tentative date right for timelines and launch and all because i think there are bigger things at a higher level that could you know play a significant role in the launch plan right so there could be other products the company is launching and you could have a very small launch window where you know you can get the best out of that launch window and also marketing has to start a lot of gtm stuff before you launch launch a product right and um, i think trying to get that tentative date and check all the other factors that could involve uh, be involved in launching a product could help you understand whether you have to delay some of this stuff or accelerate some of this stuff and maybe get more resources to you know accelerate some of the solutioning process which the engineering team is um, going through yeah that is to you tell a very good point right many times you only think about the development side of things but there is a lot of other things go beyond that and in order for us to align all of those stakeholders with the solution that you are building this is the section that you need to fire up to make sure everyone understands that hey once engineering is done marketing is doing this sales is doing this so that clearly paints a picture of everything that happens after the development yeah and and maybe to give a very uh, a, a, a quick example here funny so you know previously when i was work, working for bosch right bosch apart apart from also doing automotive uh, diagnostic tools and all they have power tools bosch tools right these are tools you can drill holes and all all, all of these things right so you know they they kind of did a new version of that every two years and um, you know father's day was was their biggest sales event where they had to release a product right so you know put, keeping that in context in mind if the product team missed that deadline you know they they would have missed 60% of the sales that could, that could have happened so i think that's very important to keep in mind right if you think you are not able to hit that deadline maybe go reaching out to the stakeholders or leadership asking for more help where they can accelerate some of this process would be something which you do you know uh, figuring out or nailing some some details in this section i'd say yeah 100% like same thing goes with like depending on the company right so for example intuit tax season is one of the biggest things so you can't miss the timeline so based on the timeline if you have to reduce your scope or anything like that you can try to plan for it same way let's say you work for an e-commerce company you have thanksgiving coming up christmas coming up that's the biggest sale you can't tell that hey my development is going to take another couple of months so we are going to miss the timeline it's not going to benefit the business or the customer in any way yeah cool and just the final thing is it's a tedious process to keep everything in track but i would always recommend people to link their corresponding jira projects figma designs uh if you have any rfcs just basically technical design adding those details any gtm presentations and stuff uh dashboards for the metrics etc so that everyone can come here and find exactly what they need so that they don't have to bookmark each of them or if there is any other new links that comes for the initiative even if they don't know it they have everything in one place so that they can come here see through those add any questions comments and stuff like i don't know if others use this link but i go to this space every time right the link and resources <laughs> space because that is like you know uh, a place where i find all the information that is linked to your product right so yeah yep 
So overall, just to summarize for everyone who is listening, right? There are three primary sections. One is problem. Second is solution. Third, third one is launch. The biggest um, time spent you need to do is on the problem section, where you clearly explain the problem, the user statements. Why, why is this the right time so that everyone clearly understands the problem? After that, you talk about the solutions that you have in mind. This will be evolving as you continue to build the product, but you will be working with your engineering, design teams, etc., to define what exactly you want to build. You clearly define the milestones so that folks understand that hey, this is not one-time thing that Funny or Sidhu is building, but this is going to span across few quarters, and there are several other things that's coming up in the future. And then finally, you talk about your go-to-market and clearly explain how you plan to launch this and track the success of this product. so that folks can understand even if it fails there is additional plans in place and they can also clearly understand how it's being marketed to um, all the customers and finally making sure to add all of your resources at one place so that you can clearly track it so then let me ask one question to you right so let's say you clearly wrote your prd document you explained everything but what if someone comes uh at midpoint and gives you additional things like let's say hey i spoke to the customer again looks like uh this problem has tweaked a little bit how do you solve for those things in your prds yeah i think this comes up all the time right so either you know things change preferences change or even sometimes the company goals change and stakeholders come back saying that hey i think we don't need the other thing you're building you have to build something new right i think that's when you have to um, you know bring back that uh, data analysis mode where you try to understand right like what is the data behind that ask the why right why why is this uh, something which you want to build and why is it appropriate to the goal you want to get to and is it aligned with the company um, initiatives and also is it aligned with the kpis uh, or the okrs which you have defined for that quarter and based on based on that you would basically uh, change uh, things in the prd and you you see this or all the time right people re- come to you all the time to change something add something change the scope kind of things and all yeah awesome let me ask one more question to you so let's say you wrote the prd you spent a couple of weeks on it you did some thorough analysis how do you know that your prd is ready to go to the design team or to the engineering how do you do the transition yeah i think one thing which everybody has to keep in mind is right writing the prd is you know a lot of effort but i think the next level taking this to the next level is socializing this and getting comments and getting that buy in i think that's when you say that okay you reach out to your um, senior leadership asking the buy in because you know each each individual stakeholder might have a different purview which you might not have which you know they bring into the table to the prd right so you know senior leaders might you know uh talk to you what the priorities are they might know what the initiatives are which you can actually incorporate in prd where engineering might have different strengths right every engineering team might not be able to do implement every solution possible right so that that you'll get that visibility from the engineering and thereby and, and design might have a lot of different things in, in right so i think the next uh, thing you would do is socialize this with everybody and get that sign off right because this is what we want to commit for and then we'll change it as we go but overall idea the problem will still remain the same got it the funny thing that i keep observing is 
my first draft of PRD versus what I finally complete would change by at least 40-50%. The reason is I keep finding new things or when I keep finding new things and when I ask additional people, they keep adding additional details to say, hey, funny, these are the additional problems that I have. Or uh, coming from engineering, hey, funny, these could be the additional solutions that we could put together. There is a drastic change from the time I started to the time I tell that, hey, design team, my PRD is done. Now let's start talking about the designs. Also, sometimes you realize that, right, even... Um you know, you do the PRD, socialize it, get the sign off and then, you know, publish it, then start working on the product, right? At some point, somebody from a different team looks at the PRD, comes back to you asking questions and then you go back to your PRD and realize, hey man, this is already <laughs> out of date. You have to make changes. And that has happened to me a lot of times. That's true. Let me ask one more thing to you, Sido. Um how do you define whether you need to write a detailed PRD or not for a specific initiative? Is it, um, is it based on the size of the initiative? Is it based on the size of the problem? How do you do that? Yeah, you know, I would say, right, if, if you have something that is at a, you know, a, a small feature level, I normally tend to add all of these details into the epics itself. In Jira, you have like, why? what is the business value why are you what is the customer problem right what is the definition of done kind of thing so i think any small features could be written at that level and it is closer to engineer and team working on that so it's easier for them to access that too but anything that is a larger initiative which requires you know thorough research understanding and also takes multiple quarters to build i I would say, you know, having a PRD uh, would help because there are a lot of people working on it at a time and, you know, uh, you cannot answer everybody's questions about the product. So, you know, anybody having any questions, you can divert them to this space, I'd say. And even when you are not there, people know what uh, what is expected, what the why of the product is and what is the solution which we have agreed upon. Makes sense. Yeah, 100%. I, I do it in a similar fashion too. One more thing that I typically do is having that conversation with your engineering counterpart too. Because primarily PRD is helpful for the engineering. So asking that person to say, hey, do you actually need a detailed PRD for this? How, how do you think this is a bigger problem as well? Gives you a little bit more inputs because many a times in my head, this is a straightforward thing, but others might not perceive it the same way. So having that conversation sometimes helps as well. That's right. And and maybe let me ask you a question, Fanny. So have you used ChatGPT to write uh, PRDs and did it help yeah, you? Yeah, 100%. So I, I definitely see a huge transition in myself when I wasn't using ChatGPT versus using it now, right? Because uh, I, I can tell this very clearly that I'm not an expert in English. I'm an expert in clearly understanding the customer problem. But in order for me to write it clearly, I can write a version for it 100%. But giving it to ChatGPT and making it more clear is actually beneficial for your customers. Sometimes asking ideas also helps. For example, let's say you have some KPIs in mind, but let's say you ask uh, ChatGPT and tell that, hey, how do you measure for it? You might get additional ideas on what else you want to track in order to get the success of it. So yeah, I would highly encourage everyone to use ChatGPT or any other LLMs to like tweak your documents and stuff. Yeah, and you no, know, uh, yeah. in my experience, and I feel that it is really good for ideation where you have different thoughts and you know different ideas on how to do certain things. But it still gives you a basic uh, thing, right? You you 
have to put all your knowledge and understanding the product into that right so i'd say yeah but it'll give you a really good framework of how it is and also once you have a final version of it it'll help you word it in a much you know uh, better way even grammarly does that right something similar right yeah yeah the way i see chat gpt especially for prds is it doesn't know the problems you'll have to explain the clear problem and tell hey give me certain wording for it it's an expert or an english teacher that can clearly tell what you what you can write there but what you need to write like what exactly is the problem you are the expert in doing that that's right yeah awesome um that's that's all we uh, we have for you guys thank you so much for listening and uh, if you guys have any additional comments on what prds do you use what other sections do you use within this document don't forget to like comment in the comment section thank you Thank you.